passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. That's right. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles. We win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Yo, what's up? Brett Griffin's in the house. You're listening to Door Bumper Clear, presented by our race-winning sponsor, OfferPad. After the opening race of the playoffs of Darlington, we'll cover Kyle Busch wrecking, cussing, and being fine, Kyle Larson's final lap, last-ditch effort, and racing at the L.A. Coliseum. Let's go. Nobody's listening, but I don't care. I'm on an episode of Door Bumper Clear. Hey everybody, I'm TJ Majors, part of the two cup car, <laughs> the Still one, the one truck. I haven't spotted the wrong car yet, so that's good. That is good. Brett Griffin, spotter for Colic Racing. But I was off this past weekend. I let Freddie do all the heavy lifting. What's up, Freddie Kraft, spotter for Bubba Wallace, Jeb Burton this week. Solid, solid week. Uh, solid finish. Solid finish for Jeb. Not so much for Bubba, but uh, what's up, Casey? Hello, I cannot wait to hear all about your Labor Day celebrations. <laughs> what about yours? Chloe had a birthday, right? She no. did. It was her first birthday. But before oh, we get to right. that, Jason, how are you today? I'm great. Oh my gosh. I also learned this weekend that liquor stores are closed on Sunday. Yes, I, I had can't that believe no one ever told me that. Yes. Jason, it don't matter. Buy, yeah, you can buy water at the you grocery could, store. <laughs> you could have went in the liquor store to try and buy some, but there was you not can in buy, there. You yeah. can buy White Claws at Publix. This was yeah. mid-race. I'm like, oh, I need something. Did and you, went there. Have you gone to the liquor store lately? There's no liquor in them. There's nothing there. <laughs> Why? I, I don't know. I, there's a shortage somewhere. I don't know. There's no there's liquor. A, there is a vodka shortage. I looked no, there's it up. a everything shortage. There's a every, mm-hmm. they're all, I'd say a lot of places are only letting people buy one bottle. They're stuff. empty. Toilet there paper, is, there's a shortage. vodka. There's a shortage on everything, man. Like Staff. Like, I had to get a new washer and dryer um, a couple weeks ago after Michigan. I had to get. Uh, I got the text, hey, the dryer's not heating again. I'm like, oh, okay, this will be the third service call on it. So I'm like, I'm getting rid of it. And I go to Lowe's or whatever and get a couple new ones. But I sold my other ones, and the guy's like, man, I couldn't. And he's going to fix it because he knows how to do it or whatever. And he's like, man, I'm so glad I went to Lowe's and tried our Home Depot and tried to buy stuff. And I'm like, we don't have this one. We have the dryer for this one, the wash for that one. He's like, you can't find a match set. So I must have got lucky, but apparently there's still 
an appliance shortage as well. Oh. So, well, I think obviously the biggest news to come out of Darlington was our friends at OfferPad Winning. won the Southern 500. How great is that? With the great Denny Hamlin. The greatest Denny Hamlin. The greatest. How many Southern 500 is that for Denny Hamlin? Two or three? Three, I believe, right? It's three. And guess what? There's, I think, eight other three-time Southern 500 winners, and they're all in the Hall of Fame. I think that might say something about the future, huh? <laughs> I mean, How many Daytona 500 has he got? Three. Two. Two or three? I know he's got two. It's three. It's three. It's three. I mean, three three Daytona 500s, three Southern 500s, everything else that he's accomplished. No championship. Is he a Hall of Famer right now? Yet. No championship. Yet. yet. I said yet. Uh, yet. For I mean, him to make the Hall of Fame, he would have to probably, to me, he needs to win a championship. Why? I mean, just. Uh, Is Mark Martin in the Hall of Fame? Yeah, I don't know, man. But how many, how many, how many wins does Mark Martin have compared to Danny? I mean, how many Daytona 500s does Mark Martin have? Zero. How many Southern 500s Mark Martin have? I don't know the answer to that one. How many championships Mark Martin have? Seven. <laughs> <laughs> Is Dale Jr. in the Hall of Fame because of his two Bush Series championships? No. Well, Denny's done more than Dale Jr. has in Cup. Not according to the people. <laughs> the people. <laughs> the who, people. Who, the people. Who are the people? The people. Not according to the people. You are riding the Denny Hamlin train today. I am on the Denny Hamlin train. Hey, Tiz. What do you think he was going to do? You should be on the train, too. Offer pad. I am is on driving the train. They're sponsoring think, the train. I just think that it's, <laughs> it is hilarious, all the stats you have prepared for him. I don't have any stats. There's nothing here. I'm just talking off the top you of my gotta head. you got to be super I'm happy here for Kyle, though. you got to yeah. be super happy for Kyle, though, to get it, uh, get that. Of course, poor Kyle. Kyle Rush. That's got to be. we got to get the Kyle. I think there's a lot of Kyle. The poor guy comes to, like, I don't know, he's been at a bunch of races this year, and the one race he doesn't go to, they win. He wasn't there Sunday. Uh, Are you serious? (laughs) Seriously? I text Kyle Rush the morning of the race, and I said, are you going? And he said, man, I've just got so much going on, I I don't think I'm going to go. And he texts me halfway through the race. Obviously, Denny won stage one. He's like, man, I can't believe I didn't go down here for (laughs) this. He should have just could have left then. Uh, he could have left then. As long but. as that race is, you could have leave at the first stage or make that it by the end. That was really cool. But yeah. I will say, though, that if he did that, so he would yeah, have been happened. almost there. And there had been a- Let's not forget Denny was going to win the Saturday Xfinity race, too, had it not been for a pit crew penalty. No, had it not been for his teammate, multiple laps down, off the pace, spinning out somehow. I still have not seen. I don't know. I don't know. Did you go back and look at this? Oh, Which you are there. Brandon Jones. The 19, 19 and 18 got together off of two. 19 had some damage. So he's kind of just finishing the yeah. race, riding it out. I think he was two or three laps down at the time. And then I look up. I, we were over in one and two. I look up off of four, and he's spinning the infield with, like, I don't even know what, less than 10 to go maybe. Less than 10 to go. And, and then Denny has to – they all pit, obviously, and, and they, Denny gets a penalty. So, I mean, you talk about – Denny was going to sweep the weekend. Oh, yeah. Without that penalty. So, Chloe had a birthday. Turn one. What is her birthday? September 3rd. That is my mother's birthday. I saw oh. that. And my mother turned 80 years old, so wow. uh, happy belated birthday on air, Mom. So what we did was we had a big party planned for her. And when I say big, it was going to be our immediate family. Obviously, the COVID spiking changes that. Mom's not in the greatest health, so we canceled the birthday party. But we had a lot of our close friends and family put together a video wishing her a happy birthday. And it ended up being 14 minutes long. With, wow. with birthday was, wishes. That was just, and, and, that was and, just mine. And in the video, one of my good friends, named Freddie Kraft, he's like <laughs> congratulating her for having one of the favorite humans on the planet oh, for giving God. birth. And then he <laughs> says, my sister, Sheila. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I got – I forgot. 
I forgot to send you a video. Well, you did. Real I nice. Did. So, so, I, guess, so guess what? You weren't in the video. <laughs> that's terrible. You can make a, You can send her can one. Can you now. say it now? There's not more. There's she not listens, a, You can say it. Now. There is not a more dedicated listener to this show <laughs> than your mother. Like. We should have done a drive-by, like the birthday party drive-bys. We could have done oh, that. Oh, you still done can. That. You still can. That. I think it's worth a birthday week. Shout out to Jason, too. Jason ran a 10K, I saw. Yes. You what did? Was, was what was your time limit? Who the hell was chasing you? <laughs> it was way easier than I thought it would be. It's my first 10K, but What'd I disagree you run? with that. <laughs> What'd you run it in? Total of 53 minutes. Wow. Jesus Christ, how much did you walk? Nah, not at all. 53 minutes. Isn't that like a long time? No. It's like eight no, that's pretty good. minutes a mile. Yeah, eight that, minutes. That's actually probably way. It sounded bad when you that's said how, it. That's how fast math. I ran I that half marathon. Yeah. <laughs> that's, how, <laughs> that's how fast Freddie walked around the Chick-fil-A drive through line. Yeah, that's not. Hey, I want to ha- finish second half I never, I never do shout outs, but I'm going to give one more. Gavin Bochel, 13 years old, longest, youngest Power Eye midget winner in history. That kid is probably one of the top five up and coming kids. Freddie, you follow it a little closer than I do. Top five in that in that world, yeah. You know, I mean, where do you win at? Oh, somewhere knows. in Illinois. Chad um, was there, so I don't. Wherever Chad was, they're in weekend. Illinois, right? Something like yeah. that. These are That's the kids. A competitive series. These kids are coming from Millbridge, right here by us, yeah. and it's Gavin. Uh, Brent Cruz that drives with Chad is another one that I think he is. He's, the he's stud, probably right? the stud right now. Gavin's not far behind though, and he's. I mean, I, what's Brent fourteen? I think. Yeah. And Gavin's thirteen. Um, Jay Davidesian. Jay Davidesian. Ryan Tims. Ryan Tims. All, all Chad's Chad. got. Chad's got all. He's got the middle school crowd <laughs> circled. He's got that deal not nailed down. If yeah, he has the. It's the Chad William Boat Middle School right now. Um, <laughs> and then and then he's got Wyndham, who's like fifty five years old. But if you're a race fan, race. these are names you need to be paying attention to because yeah. they're names that you're going to hear in the next six seven years coming up through the NASCAR ranks. Some of them have really good sponsorship. Uh, and it's going to be fun to follow. Some will probably take stay on the sprint car path, but there's probably going to be some that. It's interesting at that, like when that dirt world, you know, the midget like path with like where these guys want to go. Do they want to be? You see guys like uh, Tyler Courtney, for instance. Like I feel like he's trending towards he's going to be a full time world of outlaw. Oh, he's going to be an outlaw guy. You know he's I mean? been. And then yeah. you've got other guys that are like you know Buddy Kofoid, who's like one of the top Toyota midget guys right now. He's kind of trending towards. He, he's been late model racing, which he broke his arm, I think, in a late model race not long ago. But uh, so it's interesting when they get to that midget level is kind of when they decide, all right, am I going the asphalt world? Or am I just going to continue on the path to, to trying to get to world outlaw? And you can't forget about the even younger kids, such as Brexton Bush and oh. yeah, Brexton's Ash. doing well. I mean, the article. I don't know if you guys saw the article Jeff tweeted today, but. It is so cool to see the younger generation and how they're coming up in the sport with their parents and yeah. family members. Wyatt, you got me. Wyatt's on the pull down back there. Yeah. With <laughs> He's on the chassis yeah. dying up. I mean, you, got, you do have some studs there. You got Wyatt Miller, Cash Boyer, and Brexton, Brexton Bush, Owen Larson. Uh, Owen Larson. Owen. I mean, when you go to the racetrack, but it's even, it's even um, I mean, other guys. Um, that, that drove for Roush. What's Eric last, Eric's last Darnell. name? Eric Darnell. Eric Darnell's kids out there. I mean, there's there's a bunch of uh, a bunch of the legacy NASCAR guys. If, I, you, if you come to Charlotte and they're racing at Millbridge, it truly is yeah. worth the fifteen dollars a head to go and out there. Is a, they have a broadcast too. And, uh, have, dirt, 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 and here's yeah. the best thing about Millbridge: they have this thing called Taco in a Bag. And it's a bag of Doritos, the and they rip the top off the Doritos, and then they put like lettuce and beef and all the stuff. Dude, it's the best thing going. It's a walking taco. Walking taco. <laughs> just, well, just taco so you know. in a bag, walking taco, um, same thing. I think, you know, they also have a midget race tacos. coming up at the end of October. Well, you got a so. bag for if you get in a bind, so. 
<laughs> they have a midget race coming up at the end of October, which will have a, a lot of those guys, those kids, I guess. That'll work. Wow, I, I mean, I had the kids, and, he, and I would <clears> imagine, it, you know, it's well, I probably maybe not then, but Larson always usually ends up at that midget race whenever yeah. they have one over there. Um, but yeah, but anyway, Darlington, how I don't understand. Oh boy, how you got a lot of questions, Freddie. You sure you want <laughs> <laughs> how we can watch that race on Sunday night? And think we ever need to get away from this package, like the 750 package with the lower down force. You like, mean you don't like the 550? I mean, I, listen, I, the 550 is what it is. But how can you watch that race as good as it was on Sunday? And you know, the, I felt like that package there last year sucked. The 550 package, you know, it did suck. And but now, now we and we talked about how great the Xfinity races were. I feel like this 750 great. package kind of brought the Cup race at least back to the level of the Xfinity race. Yeah. I it's definitely, definitely. They'd have to drive it. They have to drive the cars way more with the 750, and you can see the difference when they run the 550. Watching guys going into turn one, moving lanes wherever they want. Like you go to Atlanta, watching that five go from bottom to top, and like that's just not. It's like us going to GoPro, and whoever gets the fast car, it takes off. You know what I mean? Like it's just so much. I don't know. I, I like seeing them. I love seeing them, you know, have to wheel it, especially at a place like Darlington. And they, um, you know, the the patch they changed. We don't have that later. I didn't see it. We don't have that later, do we? No. The patch they, it was it was way racier off of two than it had ever been, in yeah. my opinion. You didn't have like Brett. You remember when two guys would come off a of turn two there, and they they like they're going. You know, when they're when two cars are in front of you, side by side, you're like, oh. Now it's like. They both have tons of grit, yeah. and they make it. There's way less checkups off of two. Like most time, you could get a couple of them three wide all the way, bottom clear them, then get back up. That didn't happen nearly as much this race or all weekend with all the series from what I saw. So, but I thought the track was good still. Yeah, I thought it was good. I thought Goodyear brought a great tire. I thought the whole weekend put on great racing. And and shout out to. Corey LaJoy. I mean, two, oh weeks, gosh. two weeks in a row he's reveled in a cup race. I bet he wishes he'd have got quarantined earlier in the year. It <laughs> seems like coming off of quarantine, he's found a spark. Uh, they they were pitted right in front of us, and when you have a car like that, you're kind of you're, – you're looking because you know you're going to be crossing paths at some point. But, man, great pit stops for them guys too all night. We would go in right with them, and he'd come out like – they ran good all night, so definitely shout yeah, out to Corey and them guys. I texted him after the race. I said, I don't know where you finished, but it wasn't where you deserved to finish because he got burned by that the yeah, Chase Elliott caution. caution. He took he took the wave. We took the wave. A bunch of guys took the wave. There's there's a group running like tenth to twentieth. Where we took the wave right before that caution. Did yeah. you pit that caution? I, we pit Corey. They, pit. Yes, we didn't pit. We stayed out and got got you the got, chase caution, yeah. and we're back on the lead lap. Yeah. So Corey Corey at that time was running in the top ten and or right around the top 10 and must have got trapped a lap down of the pit cycle he did and you know he took he didn't take the wave he pit and he was uh, you know the first car lap down off pit road but must have lost that position but just got burned by that and then was kind of behind but i think he still finished i don't know 15th yeah. but he was running the top 10 he, i looked he, up he a couple top times 10 a lot he could have ran was up there oh the name yeah the name you're not used to seeing up Ryan there Priest was uh, there was guys good. that and there was guys that i didn't think were very good that ended up like cole custer he he wasn't that good all race long, and then at the end I look up and he was eleventh, I think. So that was a good run for those guys. That's the same thing with us. We were we were twelfth to fifteenth a lot of the race, and then every time we would get close to getting track position, the the call that we made kind of backfired a little bit and put us back a little bit. But then you know, 
at the end, the last restart, we're lining up sixth, you know, and then we end up, I think we end up finishing seventh. Yeah. But I thought it was interesting. I feel like if you were a playoff driver, besides Larson and Denny, I mean, you're bound to have some sort of issue during the race. And, and on top of it, I know there was a, a ton, Kyle Busch mentioned it, a lot of the non-playoff drivers racing playoff drivers just as hard as they normally would which i feel like that continues to be a an issue that's what they're supposed to do yeah i mean it just because you're a just because you're a playoff guy doesn't mean you know you're the other guy needs to just roll over for you he's out there to win the race too and darlington's one of them places where you know i'm not saying you need to race your tail off for fifth player you know with that many laps in a race but for sure you want to have track position near the end if you to have a shot at it, like you said. You named a lot of guys that weren't up there, but near the end, here they are. Yeah, and they didn't get that by letting people go the whole race. Yeah, I mean, you talk about we talked about the good run by LaJoy, talked about the good run by Priest. We've we've gotten calls on here and some flack on internet for for you know how Matt D deserves a, another chance or another ride. If you're if you're a team owner right now and you had your option between those three guys. Are you going to hire Matt DiBenedetto, Brian Priest, or Corey LaJoy? Uh, I'm not going to hire Matt DiBenedetto over those guys because he's had his two-year shot in great equipment, and he's been relevant in about three races. I, I agree. I, I mean, I, I would – Brian Priest is probably top of my list, Corey LaJoy, and then – but, but I mean, man, let's get out of the box here. Why are we limited to those three guys? I'm just saying – like, if, I was if, just if talking about guys if, that if, had good if, runs. If, if I'm hiring a cup driver right now, look, Noah Gragson, there was a point in time where he didn't know exactly what his future held. It looked like he could potentially be out at JRM when Sam Mayer walked through the door. They've obviously ended up signing him. But if you're Noah Gragson, how many years are you going to stay in the Xfinity Series? At what point do you – roll the dice and pull a Corey LaJoy and go get in a car that maybe isn't as competitive as, as it should be just to get your chance at Cup. Because, I mean, look, Noah's coming off a big win. There, and he's given away a lot of races. I mean, we've given that kid a lot of flack. Probably but, at least three. But but he's, three. he's given away a lot of races. Uh, but he's also run up front in a lot of races. And, I mean, he, he got a big win at Darlington. And, man, I don't know. Like, I, if, if I'm – if I'm doing a cup team, and look, I don't want him to be my first guy hired. I want him to be my second or third guy. But but if I, I don't know how you, look, you know, keep overlooking a guy like Noah Gregson. Because he's got, he's got a flair about him. He's got like this Kyle Busch air about him where people are always talking about him. He's yeah. not afraid to be edgy with his comments. He's not afraid to throw fists. He's not afraid to wreck you. He obviously can win races. So, I mean, if I'm looking, Freddie, I'm, I'm looking beyond those three guys. Oh, I don't yeah. know what your question was. So, but that's who I'd probably go with. That like. brings up an interesting point. Do you, you know, if you're a guy like Noah – in a top Xfinity Series team with a chance at a championship, would you want to stay in the series and continue running for a championship? Or would you want to go to a lower-tier team in the Cup Series and just try and work your way up like a Corey LaJoy is doing? At his age? Yes. I want to go Cup racing. I want my shot. But but I feel like you know right now you're saying his name because at he Justin is Algar all over. At Justin Algar's age, I'm going to stay right where I'm at. Let me ask you this on the flip side of that. What is – so Ryan Priest, I think it was announced this week he's out of that ride. He's out of the 37 and, 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 it, and potentially they're going to a one-car yeah. team, right? Uh, I they think, don't I have think they announced that they are going yeah, to I a one-car team. I think he said team. he was going to a one-car team. So down. what is – now, in my opinion, Ryan Priest's best, best path to a competitive cup ride is not getting back in something similar to what he's in. It is stepping back to the Xfinity Series – truck series competitive ride 
and get back out there and win races, much like we see John Hunter Nemechek. You know, yep. John Hunter Nemechek last year in that front row car, I mean, he had some flashes, but I don't think that he was going to build a career off what he did last year. You know, back now winning races in trucks, he's, his name pops up a little more. And wasn't he just partying with Kyle Busch somewhere? Yeah, I, that was Kurt's birthday or somebody. Yeah, where did birthday. they go? I don't know, but we need to go. It was all over Instagram. They're all dressed in white. They're on Kyle's Citation Latitude, which just so happens to be a really nice jet. So they obviously flew somewhere. I see Nellie's there. I think it was like West Virginia or something. What? It was a white West party. Virginia? I don't remember where it was. But I don't even know you can land a private jet in West Virginia. <laughs> well, it looked I, I like know, it. I will say this, man. It, you know, Kyle Bush. I don't know Kyle Bush these days. Um, I used to know Kyle Bush. Went to his house on Monday nights. We'd play poker back in the day. We'd have a big old pool party. It was fun. It looked like Kyle Bush from those days, man. He looked like he was having a good old time. All over the he, Instagram. He was definitely having fun. There was no doubt about it. He wasn't having fun this weekend. We'll get to that in a little bit. But, uh, yeah, it looked like a fun party. You think we can get an invite? What do you think costs more? Going Maybe to I need or? to call Kurt and see if I can spot for him if he's going to keep throwing <laughs> right, parties well, like that. All right. Well, before we get started the spot on, spot off, let's hear a little bit more about our amazing presenting sponsor, OfferPad. Our winning presenting sponsor. Yeah. So, Jimmy, what makes you an awesome different driver? Well, there's a lot to it. Man, it's a rush. So what makes home selling with OfferPad awesome different? Oh, so much. But with OfferPad, it's a lot more home selling stuff and a lot less bumping into people. I don't bump into anyone. Home selling with OfferPad is awesome different. Request your free cash offer today at OfferPad.com. It was the best weekend ever at Darlington. Brett. Tell them why. Man, we saw Denny Hamlin go to Victory Lane in his offer pad sponsored car. How awesome different is that? We're very happy for our presenting sponsor, OfferPad. To celebrate, I think everyone should go get a cash offer on your home by visiting OfferPad.com. That's a great idea, TJ. Go to OfferPad.com, fill out the five-minute form about your home, and a cash offer will be in your inbox within 24 hours. While you're there, explore the homes for sale and check out the awesome different perks selling with OfferPad includes. It's the easiest way and most convenient way to sell your home. When asked where you heard about OfferPad, select the NASCAR option so they know we sent you. First topic, spot on, spot off. Kyle Busch wrecks on lap 126 and says, we got wrecked. That's what you get when you run like Every time we think we have a good sim session, we go to a racetrack and we suck. So I'm done with that. Spot on, spot off, Brett. Is he done with sucking or is he done with testing? Simulating. I think he's done with the sim is what he's insinuating. Oh. Insimulating. Insimulating. I mean, mean, if I sucked, I'd be done with sucking too. I'm spot. I'm not touching that. I'm spot off. I'm spot off for how. Now, let me rephrase this. I'm spot on for how frustrated he is <laughs> yeah. at that moment in time over the radio because it's the first race of the playoff. You don't need to get yourself in trouble, and boom, here this guy is, and he's in trouble. But I'm spot off for how he drove into the garage. He drove into the garage, and oh, my gosh, he hit those cones. Those cones have so many feelings. They could have – I mean, he could have just – I don't know. Those cones are dangerous to hit with a race car. Um, I think what got him fined, and I, I, you guys tell me what you think. I think what got him fined 
is there was a tire carrier coming through the entrance with four tires. Those tires weigh about 70 to 80 pounds a piece. That tire carrier is there to do a job, and here comes a car at night around a corner at a high rate of speed. And look, there are some other civilians in there. There are some other working there personnel were. in there. Yeah. There's not Jersey barriers up to keep people from crossing the track right there. It's the only way, if you're on pit road, to go from the turn one to the turn four side and vice versa. Do you think he's fined? Because that, if, if nobody, if that tire guy isn't there, does he get fined, TJ? Uh, I mean, if there's nobody, if there's no people there. But it's also the same type of situation. Them guys know when they come in after when we had practice back in the day, you know, last year, whenever. When we had practice, you know there's an official working them areas. Even during the races, they got officials there working that area and they blow they got they they're really good at keeping getting people out of the way. What you can't plan on is a guy doing that. And it's just like going around the safety trucks on the racetrack. When you get there, you know potential there's Bigger things can happen when there's people around, and that's what that had been a really bad night had something happened. So, so Freddie, in your opinion, Kyle, this has happened with Kyle a few times. I think I can remember Bristol when he pulled in, and there was some issues with some fans. Is this NASCAR trying to make a statement? I mean, if you're trying to make a statement, you you do more than find Kyle Busch fifty thousand dollars. Yeah, it's just Kyle Busch fifty thousand dollars is nothing. Now, if you start taking points away from him in the playoffs, now you may be making a statement. You know, I, the cone thing. What everybody flipping out about the cones because you know I don't know what they thought the cones were there for, but the cones are there to try to steer you to the start finish line. Those poor cones. You know, um, just you know trying to keep you on the pit road so you cross the start finish line and then turn in. But um, you know, let's do the math. All right. what do you think? The rear bumper, of the pace car. What cost? do you think? Kyle Busch makes a year. Over under is ten million dollars. Fair? Uh I would probably say over or right at it. I don't know. Okay, you know. so he makes ten million dollars a year. So if they find him, people are upset that he got fined. That means they're probably a Kyle Bush fan. Okay, I'm not saying he should or shouldn't have been fined because I don't know. But he's fined fifty thousand dollars and he makes ten million a year. That's point zero zero five percent of his gross income. That would be like finding someone who makes a hundred thousand dollars a year. $500. It's not a big fine, people. Like $50,000 to us, to everybody in this room, is a lot of money. It is a pile of money. But to a guy that flies around on that citation latitude, and look, you can Google it. It's it's out there. I mean, at the, the time he bought that airplane brand new, it was a $15 million plane. I'm not saying he paid that for it. He might have got it on sale or something for on sale? $12.5 Clear in sale know. for police. Black Friday but deal? But nonetheless, we're talking about a guy who's probably worth $60, 70000000 million, making $10 million a year. This isn't a lot of money. It's, uh, it's, uh, I mean, it's not even a slap on the wrist if we're really talking. Freddie is 100% hitting the nail on the head. If you want to really get their attention, get their attention. Now, Chase Briscoe, what they defined him fifty grand a few weeks ago, you got his attention because he ain't making that kind of money. To me, he did something way dumber and worse than what Kyle Busch did. But that's me. You know, and just to get back to the to, to Kyle talking about how running like is what got him wrecked. No, what got you wrecked is chopping the three car off of turn two. You know, I don't know, you know, if you're frust- if it's the frustration level or whatnot, but he, and he said in his interview it wasn't the three's fault. You know, he come down across his nose and Austin didn't do anything wrong. Um, but st- you know, I get I think it. the three was up the but it was just it was a race and you know, but you're in that area, that stuff happens. Yeah. But I you know, it's just I promise you, there is, you know, he's 
he's done this before, and he cries about you know how bad the stuff is, how bad his car sucks. There's probably twenty to twenty five guys on that racetrack that would gladly drive that quote unquote box that he's driving. You know, so and I've also seen Kyle win races where he was fifteenth at lap fifty and complains that he was the worst car ever. Then he ends up winning the race. Yeah. So I've never been a fan of a guy. And this isn't about Kyle Busch. This is any guy that at the end of the race or even in the middle of the race that just totally trashes his car. Like, look, man, if your car didn't drive bad or drive good, it sucks. But you can't come on the radio and just scream about how bad of a piece of shit you're driving all the time. I can get away, I let a guy get away with it once a season, but you can't do that all the freaking time. You don't know what a real piece of shit is if you're at Joe Gibbs Racing. I'm sorry. You want to know what a piece of shit is, go get them Rick Ware cars. Then we'll mm-hmm. find out if you're. Yeah. I mean, like I'm, mean, and, and I mean, look, bless their hearts. They can't help it. They can't bring a, a car that didn't a piece. Of they can't help it. But it don't stop screaming about how bad your car is when you're driving for Joe Gibbs Racing. And oh, by the way, his teammate won the race. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Kyle Larson's final lap, last corner attempt to pass Denny Hamlin for the win. Spot on, spot off, Freddie. Uh, spot I don't know on! How you can spot off this. Spot on! I mean, it damn near worked. Uh, <laughs> worked way better than I thought it was yeah. going to. I mean, it's just you know he he did a it worked way better than uh, who was it Carl Carl attempted this. Oh yeah, back with Jimmy Johnson. I forget where they were Atlanta, was Atlanta, Kansas, no, Kansas, 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 Kansas. Yeah. going into three. Uh, but and it was gonna. I mean, then he started to fade off the wall a little bit at like the three quarter mark of the corner, and I was like, oh god, he's gonna let him outside of him. But if he got outside of him. It yeah. was going to be over. Kyle had the right idea. He yeah. said he thought Denny was going to do that down the hill thing, and yeah. if he did that, he thought he could get out there. He almost did because you seen Denny start to come down the hill, and I think that you know I'm sure Lambert was yelling, "Don't let him get to your right rear," and yeah. and got back up. But I mean, if he would have got outside of him right there, it'd have been over. Yeah, I'm spot on. The only thing I'd be I'm spot off because we were racing with Kurt through three and four into three, and I couldn't watch it. <laughs> so, but when I saw it, I was like. Holy smokes, that was actually really good. This so. has to be a tough loss for Larson to swallow. I mean, he, he's got arguably the biggest win of his career right in front of him. He goes to the wall. He gasses it up. If this would have been the old guardrail days of the 60s, I think this thing sticks, and he makes it. Look, we said for years Kyle Larson has been the best show on the it racetrack. Did <laughs> it did stick. It couldn't go anywhere else. Kyle Larson has been the best thing on the racetrack to watch for the last several years. And nobody, my favorite part about the Southern 500 is nobody complained about, oh, this race was too long. All of a sudden, we put a great freaking race on and people want to keep watching. Let's run another 500 mile nope, there the next day. absolutely not on that. It <laughs> was exciting, I mean, man. Kyle was definitely coming hard there that last corner. But 100%. The, the, the Hendrick Fab Shop really has to be happy with him because the other three cars are already destroyed and, <laughs> and here he goes is. and here he goes on the last lap and just ah, i'm a right right side off of this one too i mean but that's gonna be a lot of work for them if guys, denny but. turns down the track he probably wins the race oh yeah that 100%. thing stuck way better than i thought it was going for like wall riding most time they get into the wall and are like they just kind of get sucked in nah he was uh he was digging exciting. i mean 
just I mean, talk about the night for Hendrick quick. I mean, they go in there. You, you're like leading into this playoff. It's like wow, the Hendrick cars have been the you know the fastest cars out there really, and now here you are. I don't. I where's the, the points here, Jason? I know Byron's out. Uh, the 48's got to be close. He started with some Bowman's bonus out, points. Bush is out. Byron's out. We thought it was going to be the Hendrick party. Yeah, and you know half of these guys they all wrecked. We know. still have two races though. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Anything could happen. And we talked about it last week when we were making our picks about guys that are going to be going to be out of the playoffs. All these guys, I don't think make it back up. No, no. You I know, mean, I think just, I think like we talked about McDowell's not going to make up that ground. But if if I'm McDowell. I mean, you, TJ, maybe you can speak to this better than anybody because you're in the Ford camp. Like, shouldn't Ford be all hands-on trying to do everything they can to help these guys? Because we saw Penske run fairly well at Darlington. We saw Stuart Haas, the 4 and the 10, be the most competitive together that they've been all year. Like, I mean, if I'm Ford, I'm going to go in and, and put the full-court press on to give McDowell an opportunity to make because he's not that far out. Twenty nine points isn't that bad. If he could have a couple good stages, like do you think Ford's intervening here to give this guy something, points. or is he just screwed? I don't know if you can just put your focus on one car. I mean, as a whole, you hope you'd find something all together. You know, as as the whole camp. But I'm in uh, the chair that keeps falling down. By the way, I, I pump myself up and then I just drinking. slide down. I'm I don't think you can here. focus on one guy. Uh, I think you need to as a whole still need to get better uh, might be an opportunity for him to try something you know what I mean swing for the fence I would I would be um, you know that's he's almost in that boat already so they they, they made a call Drew Drew Blickenserver is really good at calling races yeah I agree and he made a call the other day that you know that the, I guess it was the comp or before the comp it drove right they back put, up through they there. put tires on and went up and got stage points in the first stage yep. I think I think they finished eighth or ninth they did so I mean obviously you want to get more but you know, that's just an opportunity to get points. They're taking risks that, sure. that they need to take. Lawless Allen says somebody needs to knock that kid's teeth out after an incident with Tarek Krause and Nice Motorsports tweets. This whole Twitter string is Yeah, I, I couldn't. It's not just like one back and forth. It's like goes on for a while. Here's the best one. I think Nice Motorsports tweeted, serious question at Napa Racing. Do you sponsor Derek Krause because he's never finished a race without needing lots of replacement parts? Clever, uh, kind of clever. I agree with Lawless because I'd like to punch Derek in the mouth sometimes <laughs> myself if I could get to him. But I, here's the thing: what that, a like, great name, Lawless, Lawless, Allen. Lawless. Um, you wh- know, Law why, when you're drinking the claw. Why does somebody need to knock Derek's teeth out? Like, what's wrong? You can't do it. Like, I hate. The, I, I say it on here all the time. I, I can't don't know what stand, Lawless looks like. Let me look him up. I cannot stand the talk. You know, I mean, either go down there and knock his teeth out or shut the f- up. Like, what the hell? You might knock your teeth out. Here. Come on. Try it. Well, <laughs> is it an A-L-A-N? Won't be the first time I got punched. Won't be the last. Is it lawless A-L-A-N? I don't know. Yes. When you Google him, it doesn't come right up. There's, there's, <laughs> your, there's your sign. Uh, All right, Brett, what do you think? Spot on, spot off. Ah, man. I, I, <laughs> the second tweet says... Who the F is lawless? <laughs> I hate to I, – I guess my biggest question about this whole thing is why Why does Derek Krause have so much controversy around his driving for the last year? It seems like this year he's just had a tough year, and, and I feel like he's got to be really cognizant of that going into the rest of the season 
because you don't want to be known. And, and look, man, I like some of these people, but you don't want to be known as the next Stephen Wallace or the next Sam Hornish or the next John West Townley. Like those guys' reputation in the sport, um, even modern day Brandon Jones. Like, and it's not always their fault that they wreck, but they wreck and hit stuff all the time. You don't want that to be your reputation around here because team owners. Why did Ricky Stenhouse get low get let go from Roush Racing? Because he wrecked race cars. Because it, Jack Roush said he was tired of fixing his race cars. Um, you don't want that reputation. So it's time for Derek Krause to to listen to what all the haters or lovers or media or whoever the hell on Twitter is saying and stop hitting I I had a conversation with Derek yesterday. Um, actually, a late. it was Monday. Um, and I just, you know, he's just been for some reason, and it's not – this is – Listen, I've been spotting for Derek since he's 12 years old. I know I'm on the racetrack better than anybody. And for the last, I don't know, two months, he's just been unnecessarily aggressive. For whatever reason, I don't know why. Some of them races I was at, some of them I wasn't. Um, And, you know, there's been a few exceptions where he's had a clean race and something's happened. And he's just had a miserable season. The car can't – Was that when he was 13 or – the trucks, the truck wouldn't stay together at the beginning of the year. Then we're having, you know, he's running top five at Gateway, and they did have wheel. a lot of weird, in- like it's just stuff it's in the been beginning. a miserable year. So I get it, the frustration level's high, but you still cannot. And I think this deal with Lawless, I think he screwed up. You know, I don't think he intended to wreck Lawless. I think he just drove into turn three. Lawless checked up because there was stuff, stuff going on in front of him, and we ran him over. But guess what? When you drive like an for the last month, you're not going to get the benefit of the doubt of, hey, you screwed up there, whatever. You know, it's going to just look like, oh, there's Derek Krause again running somebody over. Um, so, you know, I told him the biggest thing we need to focus on, obviously you need to win a race. You know, that's what we're you know all out there for. But maybe more importantly than winning a race for the rest of the year is we've got to get the respect back of the guys you're racing against, especially if we're going to come back and run this series again next year. You don't want to fo- come back next year and be public enemy number one because then everybody's going to race you hard. Your stuff's going to get tore up because guys are pissed off at you from stuff that happened last year. We need to get through the rest of this season, whatever it is, six, seven races, Without any issues, clean, clean races. Don't rough nobody else up. I mean, every time we get around Haley Deegan, we have an issue. It's I don't know if it goes back to them being teammates at McAnally and they don't like each other or whatnot. But no matter what happens, if we're behind her, we do something stupid. We either hurt ourselves, hurt her, like something stupid happens, and we just have to clean it up. And it's just, and I mean, if you listen to me on the radio, I'm I, I'm no, I do not coddle Derek in any way. But you know, it's just. We, we got to do better, and hopefully moving forward we will. Spot off on this guy saying this, though. Be the guy. Be the guy. Shut up. Be the guy. TJ? Yeah, I mean, go talk to him. I mean. <laughs> and listen, they're buddies. They're buddies, and they've already talked, and they're over it, from what I understand. But, you know, still, like, just if you're going to – don't say anything. Just go punch him. Knock him out. I, w- I will give you the blessing. Please punch him in the face when he has something stupid. <laughs> I would like to. I, if I could get to him at that point, I would punch him in the face. <laughs> Jeez. Poor Derek. This Door Bumper Clear podcast is brought to you by our friends at RacingUSA.com, America's online headquarters for NASCAR merchandise. RacingUSA.com has a wide assortment of the newest officially licensed diecast apparel, hats, helmet, novelties, and collectibles for the sport's most popular drivers, many of which are exclusive to RacingUSA.com. For example, RacingUSA.com currently has more than 500 different collectible diecast cars available for 39 different drivers, including this weekend's Denny Hamlin Darlington Race winning diecast. Items in your car are automatically discounted. You can upgrade your orders to expedited shipping at no additional cost. You are guaranteed the lowest pre-order prices. 
and your in-stock orders are shipped the next business day. You are doing business with an independently owned company that has met the test of time for more than 20 years. You can also enter to win this month's $200 gift card. Why would you not shop at RacingUSA.com? So whenever you want something new to show your support for your favorite driver, shop RacingUSA.com, America's online headquarters for NASCAR merchandise for more than 20 years. NASCAR is reportedly moving the Clash to the L.A. Coliseum on the Sunday before the Super Bowl. TJ, spot on, spot off. Oh, man. Did they hold on? Did they say it's going to be the Sunday before the Super Bowl? I thought I said it was going to be around there. It's going to be before the Daytona 500. But I don't think they've said when they're going to run it. Yet. I did. I, I heard. I think s- it was reportedly the Sunday before the Super Bowl. Brett, do you want to just like should we schedule a separate show for you to talk about this and the schedule? <laughs> no, I want TJ to go. I mean, yeah, because it's going to be a little when Brett goes. I don't know when the date of this is, but the idea sounds kind of fun. Um, Scheduled right. I mean, I think it's a great idea. Let's build uh, these brand new race cars and take them to Bowman Gray. Yeah. What, what could go wrong? I, I mean, <laughs> I think we should race Saturday night before the Super Bowl. I mean, front. well, that's my <laughs> biggest question is the schedule. Because if you run this the Sunday before the 500, how the hell are the haulers going to get to Daytona by Wednesday or Tuesday for the qualifying to lead into the duels? It's not, it's not possible. Yeah, it's a three-day trip. If it's back a Sunday across. before the Super Bowl, it's two weeks before the 500. Oh, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Sunday before the 500. Uh, but you know, I, so I don't know. And then obviously the week the week before that is the Super Bowl. So you're going to run Super Bowl weekend? The Can week we the Sunday before here? that. <laughs> I don't Jason know. Has, he just opened of, up a new word for Brett. We can't say on here that Jason what, what, what has just happened? What happened to the? But can we say? <laughs> what did the clash used to be? The clash used to be the race winners, right? Uh, the pole pole winners. Course, like, but, pole but let's just I mean, look. The clash was intended in my opinion to market the fact that a new season is coming it's intended to market the fact that our biggest race of the year is coming and it also put on a pretty dang good show when you put 16 to 18 pole sitters out there which screams the word speed out there in a pack drafting i am spot on you want to go to la i'm spot on you want to run a street course i am spot off you're going to do this for no, it's giggles. not it's a street, not a street course. course. Yeah, it wouldn't be. It's, it's Bowman Gray. It's a, it's They're Bowman building Gray. a track inside the stadium. In the, in in the, the Coliseum. In the Coliseum, yeah. This is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> so. What could go wrong? So so there are all these questions on no, the car. No spare parts and stuff. <laughs> so there's all these questions about our car, and we're going to take them 3,000 miles from home to run a newly constructed track Inside a football stadium. I think this is the I mean, hell, it'll be fun, I guess. I mean, you're talking 75 to 80 hours of driving for the hauler drivers to run an ex- exhibition race. And then they got to turn around and be right back in Daytona almost as soon as they get home. Like, I don't get it. I don't mean, I, I don't know. Look, if, we're going to test the durability of these cars if, right out of the way. If we go out there and run an exciting race and it turns out, I mean. But let's let's be honest. It, if we're going to go out there and run, if we're going to go out that far to run a, quote, exhibition race, let's make it mean something. Well, we don't oh, know. We'll get stage points. I mean, <laughs> I mean that's, that's a lot. That's a lot to just go do something for an exhibition. What do you run for? Money? I mean, if you're going to. if Why uh, do you go? So, so look, L.A. is one of our and, – and this is going to blow people's mind, right? But L.A. is truly one of our top three markets in terms of number of people that watch racing. That area is. And it's because there's 75 million people live in L.A. Obviously, there's not that many, but it's a, it's yeah. a lot of people. So I get taking it there, but I don't know how many 
I mean, I guess we're trying to get new fans, right? I mean, I, I think there's a lot of factors. I mean, when you think about sponsors who could be activating, when you think about the broadcast and you think about. I, I think mean, it's a home run for one of our biggest sponsors in the sport, it is Monster. A, it is a great, yeah, it is a great idea. I think piggybacking off of any sort of other sport. There's going to be a lot of stuff going on in that area already. And, you know, played right, this could be something fun and big, you know. I just don't love it. I don't love exhibition events when we're playing at this level. Like the the Pro Bowl in NFL has become, I'm sorry, it's a joke. They don't play defense. The NBA Pro, yeah, you I know, used to love the Pro game. Bowl, and now I don't it's even a, want to watch it's it. It's a joke, you know. So, are our, you saying you're not you're opposed to the Clash in general? I just no. I, I think the exhibition race that it was in Daytona made a lot of sense. I think going out there and doing it this way, like you're you're not racing for points, so people are going to drive like idiots. We got a bunch of cars that are unproven. Um, the Clash meant you were going to watch most of the top guys in a in a short battle. Who's going to get it done? It wasn't a, a marathon race, and I think the class should be 25 laps. You're going to hate this idea, but if we're going to do this, and I don't want to beat a dead horse with this thing we've been talking about for 10 minutes. If we're going to do this, only take the pole sitters out there. Only take the chase drivers out there. Only take the 15 to 20 all-stars out there. Don't put the product on the track before the race like we do with the all-star race with all these people that a lot of drivers have never heard of and make chartered cars go that aren't competitive and are going to stink that thing up. Like If you're going to do this – Truly take our top teams, our top athletes, our top drivers, and let them go out there and put on a phenomenal event. And if you do it that way, I will be 1,000% in support of what you I mean, you're that's doing. what it's going to be, I assume. You know, and obviously, it can't be the pole winners because we don't qualify. But, uh, so if it's your chase it's your, guys. It's your, last year, it was your chase guys, your pole winners, and uh, stage winners. So, you know. So, so Bubba Wallace isn't going to be invited. We are in the race. We won a stage. Nice. Uh, is that why you said stage winners? We're stage. I'm saying that's what you know. That's what <laughs> was last year. If it, yeah. No, yeah. I mean, I, I want to see the top. Like you said, you want to see the top guys go and and put on a good show. I'm cool with that. I mean, you know what? Building a little track like that. Just, Martinsville's one of my favorite places, man. So, North Wilkesboro's still right here, right up the road. And oh, by the way, a little cold in February. There is though. a series, a national series that appears on television. That will be going to North Wilkesboro. It's in the works. Mm. Far, far, far down the path to happen. So next, the, just, later the, next year, <laughs> next summer. I felt like last year we we kind of nailed the Daytona reason. schedule where we condensed it all. It was one week, and it was at, you know packed in at the racetrack one week. It wasn't so bad. The, the clash was so, Tuesday, qualifying Wednesday, and now we're just gonna blow that. I up think Adam Stern tweeted that the schedule should be coming out next week, maybe. What do you guys think? Brett's been dying. Be? A yeah. Brian what dying do you guys think is going to be on? Man, we've been here in St. Louis. I hope they get their lights fixed because uh, I'd hate to go out there and have a blackout. But I yeah, love St. Louis. I was fun. very upset when St. Louis came off the schedule because at the time, uh, the Bush series, uh, as in Anheuser Busch, as in made and born and bred in St. Yeah. Louis, I could not believe we took away St. Louis, Missouri when we were the Bush series. They're literally home track. So. I think there's a lot of race fans in the middle of the country. Missouri's a really fun state. Those Midwesterners know how to have a good time. I just hope we don't go when it's a million degrees because St. Louis can be hot oh, in there. Yeah. Uh, really there it's Talking brutal. about Pocono losing a race, obviously we've got a bunch of road courses out there. Um, I don't know. Just put – you know what the schedule is. Put it out. Yeah. I mean, the, the, my biggest question looking at that would be, you know, the rumor is Gateway's on, Pocono's out. Well, obviously – One Pocono. One, one yeah, Pocono. one. But I'm saying this, my question is – 
are we are we adding a week? Are we losing an off week? Because poking or losing a date doesn't affect the the schedule as it lays out on a calendar. It's two week, you know, two races in the same weekend. Wow. So now you're adding a race, adding a weekend somewhere. Where do you where I do you get that think, back at? I think that we had the two off weekends last in in order last year be, or this past year because of the, of the olympics yeah. here's the biggest so, change Here, here's where the argument's at and here's where the the, the things are that they got to figure out is for competitors and i'm talking about spotters crew chiefs maybe not crew chiefs crew guys pit crew guys for everybody we love no practice and no qualifying because we get to show up we get to go to work and we get to go home it makes our life easy as an entertainer as a guy who has people at the racetrack frequently casey's in this boat with me oh no pun mm. intended uh, it is very difficult to bring people to the racetrack at 10 o'clock in the morning and the race not start till 3.45. You don't have anything on track to watch. There's no cup happy hour for Xfinity Day. There's no Xfinity qualifying for Xfinity Day. There's now no garage and hauler tours for Xfinity Day. So your guests get there and there's nothing to do, just like if they were at another major sport. And the midway displays aren't the same. They're not the same. And and the culture of our sport was not built around all that. So I really hope that, that what is holding the schedule up, because, hello, it's September. We only have eight more races left after this weekend until the Daytona 500 starts. I really hope what's holding them up is figuring out how they're going to implement qualifying and practice back into the schedule. Hearing a lot of good things about a one-day shows, being packed with racing, being packed with on-track products. But those guys that are camping all weekend, look, they're getting to watch racing. But but the fans that come out just for an event, they're, it's, it's, it's boring compared to what it used to be. I do think they're slowly adding to it. As far as like in Richmond this weekend, you got a senior race in early afternoon, cup race at night. On Friday, I believe there's a modified race modified as well. Race. So it's to me, you might not have as much practice, but it also opens the doors for uh, for bringing a series like the modifieds in the town and stuff like that. Like normally they wouldn't have got a shot there, but now there's an open Friday night. And you have to you give know, and NASCAR credit because I think you know we don't have practice qualifying and all that. I mean, it's all COVID purposes and we shouldn't right now right so i think next year they nascar has tried a lot of new stuff between dirt racing and um what they're looking at doing for the clash i think next year is another chance to hopefully be in a normal so um jason you might have to i don't know if you guys want to i got some notes on some things that um which i'll probably bring up next week just to, I'll text it to you guys. Just a whole bunch of stuff they're going to do as far as, like, um, campground things. They're going to do, like, block parties, um, rolling concerts through the infields and stuff like Mi- that. So Michigan has done a great job of Who, you know, TJ? doing concerts. What? Who? Like, a- SMI Na- tracks NASCAR, or NASCAR, uh, NASCAR tracks? They're gotcha. doing it now. They're doing yeah, it. They're, well, it's because of COVID that they're not. But, I mean, even in the past, when you think about what Talladega used to look like, you know, the goal is to make it a – overall fun weekend not just a few hours of racing so i think nascar has done a great job and i think because of covid that's the issue another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check planning for what's next and how to save for it that's where bank of america can help for your financial to-dos bank of america has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals get started at one of our local financial centers or 24 7 in our mobile banking app Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. 
Spot on, spot off. Kyle Bush says, I think it's a step in the wrong direction, but it's what we got about the next-gen car saying. Jason? Kyle said this last week. When you take out all the ability for race teams to be creative in ingenuity, the engineering aspect, everything is gone. It's just a race of engine development, I guess. That's all the manufacturers have any say over the new car. It's just what engines are in it, what their engines do, and that sort of stuff. I'm not necessarily a fan of it. Spot on, spot off. I mean... Listen, I, these, there's just a lot of unknowns about this car, and I don't know that the drivers are getting the answers they're looking for. So, you know, there, this is just, you know, we've heard all kind of stuff. You know, are the are the cars safe? The NASCAR says yes. Uh, they they sent these guys all the data from their test that they ran, and I guess they're happy enough with them because they're down there driving them in Daytona um, right now. Um, but we've heard, you know, I uh, heard from the test back today that the, the cars are super hot, and the drivers are getting hot inside. The the heat coming through the pedals is you know, the guys are worried that if they run long races, it's going to, you know, cause, cause problems where they, you know, maybe blister their feet up. Uh, heard teams are down there drilling holes in windshields to, to try to dissipate some of the heat out of the car. Um, you know, and we're going to, it's obviously a learning process and, you know, we're going to keep going places and testing them now and hopefully we get it figured out. This is a very expensive science project for race teams, Casey. And, and when you look at our, our big teams that win races, they're vertically integrated, meaning they own pretty much their whole supply chain. They're in the manufacturing process of all the cars and parts and pieces for the most part. They're in the assembly process. They're obviously in the engineering and setup process. And then they're in the putting it on the racetrack process. So to, to take a team like Joe Gibbs Racing and to take the manufacturing element away from them is going to be very disheartening because that's what gives them a competitive advantage. It's why FedEx, M&Ms, Stanley Tools, all the sponsors that are affiliated with those major teams at Joe Gibbs Racing pay the money that they pay. And I think NASCAR's whole play here is they want it to be cheaper. Well, I don't know when that's going to happen because pit crews are still going to be very expensive next year because of the unknowns. Obviously, it's a startup cost for every single team in the garage. Um, because you got to buy everything to start over. These these cars that they have now are obsolete. They're going to be sold to Xfinity teams or handed down to Xfinity teams, and Xfinity teams are going to spend about ten grand per chassis to get it to where they can race it in the Xfinity series, which is cheaper than buying and building a brand new one. Um, but it's it's hard for uh, for racers that have built their own stuff and know that their teams build their own stuff to give that up because now you're relying on a third party to build your race cars, TJ, which is almost, we're not the SRX series right now, but man, it's, it's, it's a common supplier to multiple teams. And we've not had that in my lifetime. Yeah. We've always, everyone's built their own stuff. So I don't know. It it could go, I understand there's there's always going to be concern when you build a new car. I don't think there's ever going to be a, a time where you're going to build a car and everyone's going to be like, oh, this car's going to be perfect. I mean, there's just no chance of that. You know, no chance. And every driver has different takes on things, looks at things differently. And, and honestly, they're probably all biased to what they know their teams are better at and stuff as well. Like, you know, you know what? I, like, they've got an advantage in some areas and they drivers know. You, you so. said something earlier. If we went to GoPro Motorplex, which is a go-kart track right down the street, and you got the fastest go-kart or I got the fastest go-kart, 
it's going to be really hard to beat me. Mm-hmm. And I think – do you think this is a fair statement? I think teams are concerned that they now lose the ability themselves to build the fastest race car. Oh, absolutely. But that's just – this, it's always going to be evolving. Engineers are super smart. They're, they're going to find ways to – to move things certain ways and, and, and find speed, but that's what they're good at. That's what this, they do. This puts pressure on two parts of our motorsports competitive process, in my opinion. It puts pressure on what motor package are we going to run because when we see that 750 versus that 550, man, it's a hell of a lot better show. When we see Goodyear have to bring a tire to a place like Darlington versus a place where they don't get tire wear, it's a hell of a lot better show. So mm-hmm. Goodyear, I, I know NASCAR has a lot they're juggling, and I appreciate all they're doing. But if they don't get the engine package right and the tire package right with a common denominator supplier, Freddie, this is either going to go really, really good really, really bad or somewhere in the middle and they got to fix it. And no matter which way it goes, they're going to continue to work on it. But if we don't get this tire and motor thing right, I'm worried. Yeah. A hard tire that doesn't wear out. just With with no horsepower? I mean, and the, just from the the fan experience side of it, you know, we're – we like Sunday, I don't know. So Austin Sendrick was out in front of the field. I assume <laughs> was Austin driving that car? Yeah, yeah. He was out in front of the field with the, with the Ford next-gen car. And – Every video I watch of this car running, I'm like, man, the car sounds cool at least. You know, like it, it sounds sounded cool. weird. I thought somebody dropped a cylinder. Yeah. Like, I, you know, the cup cars were on the back stretch, and the, the, he was down the front stretch, and he just he would throttle up and run hard down the front or run hard down the back. And I was like, oh, damn, somebody blew up already. And I looked down, I'm like, oh, never mind, that's the next-gen car. Like, so I don't know what the hell happened. But listen, like every video, I was watching the videos from Daytona tests, and I'm like, man, they sound badass. And this thing got out there. It's like, Brrr. I was like, oh, uh, Okay. Um, you know, I think that's the biggest thing. Obviously, we need the racing to be good, which we always say on here. More motor and tires that wear out make the racing better every time. Um, but, you know, like just talking to some of the guys that are down at the test right now, they say the draft looks like the ARCA car, you know, like the ARCA race. It's really hard to build runs. Um, mm, sign me up for that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, guys are losing the draft. They're running about just under 48 seconds. I think How do you lose a draft with the same car? I don't know. Um <laughs> But you know they're 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 about a second, a little over a second slower than we just were, which was what two seconds I said on here slower than last year. But you there. couldn't tell once you started racing. No, and that's what I think. I think in those places you're not going to be able to tell, like Daytona, Talladega. Um, it's just going to be interesting, and hope you know. Listen, there this is a work in progress for sure. Uh, Kyle is not wrong. This is what we got to play with, and if you don't want to play, go home. But you know it is what it is, and hopefully. We work out all the kinks, and we can go out there and put on the best show possible. Hey, what's up, DBC fans? If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let us explain. Well, first of all, Freddie, the best part is it's free. There's nothing better than using a free, awesome service. To make the process simple and easy, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor helps people find your show by distributing the podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more platforms. Also, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. I like like money. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. We love using Anchor. It's a great platform that lets us hear from the fans in Reaction Theater with Anchor's Leave a Message feature. 
So when you create your account with Anchor, you can also utilize their feature and make your own podcast. TJ will uh, be your first guest. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M to get started. Time for Reaction Theater. Brett, Freddie, you boys weren't kidding. Bourbon on Main Street in Columbia, South Carolina is amazing. Got the Heart of Darkness, Freddie, and it did not disappoint. Easily one of the best cocktails I have ever had. We definitely did some damage in that downtown area. Brett, you're right. I was wrong. South Carolina is freaking awesome. More people need to go there. <laughs> I love that guy. What happened in South Carolina? Freddie, have you ever had a Heart of Darkness? I've had a couple. What happened the last time yeah, you did? The last time I was that. Nah. I don't know. I so, really don't know. So, <laughs> so, <laughs> so I had, uh, I don't know, I know Jason gets mad when we talk in this segment, but Nutrinac Solutions had some farmers at the racetrack, and two of them came up to me, and the first thing they said was, tell us the Freddy story from Columbia. <laughs> did you tell it? <laughs> no. Oh. Not yet. I know he didn't. If he did, I'll kill him. So. <laughs> It's gonna have to come out eventually. Uh, sure. Can it be the end of the show? End <laughs> Last of the show ever. It'll be the end of the series. <laughs> hey, no, no, no. Freddy's life. The Christmas special. No, no. Christmas we've always wanted to do a Christmas special show, man. I will tell you guys this about the Freddy story. It did start at Bourbon. It did. Well, it, it started at a hotel. It, where bur- did it end? It started with Bourbon at the hotel. It started with Bourbon. At where, the hotel. where did it end? Our friend Steve Barkdahl had a, a <laughs> bottle of uh, some high-dollar Jefferson's bourbon. And I, when I say that, I don't mean like Jefferson's Ocean. It's $99. I mean like a high-dollar bottle. We polished that bottle off, and then, whoo, what a day. What a night. It was epic. <laughs> On to the Freddy, next one, Jason. Freddy, so, looking down. Next call. Yes. This message is for a Casey Boat. Ma'am, I'm the manager at the Chuck E. Cheese in the greater Charlotte area. And you had a birthday party for your child here over the weekend. And I just want to let you know, you all left this place a mess. Oh, my goodness. My workers are still trying to get tomato sauce off the singing robotic mouse. There are pepperonis stuck in the coin slots of the arcade machines. And there's enough pizza and pasta splattered all over the carpet, the walls, and the ceiling. It looks like Anthony Alfredo exploded in this place. Just so you know, you and your family are banned from this Chuck E. Cheese. From now on, my suggestion is if you're going to have a birthday party, either have it in a barn or have it at Brett Griffin's house. Goodbye. (laughs) Thank you. I vote Brett's house, but I'd also like to uh, make sure Chad is aware that he was on cleanup duty for her birthday. So Uh, That's pretty good. That was great. Thank that was you. Impressive. She's so mad right now. It is. No, I'm actually. This is hilarious. I saw another one. I was. I was in like Italy or something apparently, and there was a mess. So yeah. just traveling the You're world. You're everywhere, worldwide. Yeah. If you or a loved one has been wrecked by Derek Krause, you may be entitled to financial compensation. <laughs> Somebody tweeted that. It's probably the same person. That's a great <laughs> campaign. That, that guy sounded just like the commercial. Yeah. Asbestos commercials. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, this message is for Mr. T.J. Majors. This is Dr. Larry down here at the doctor's office. Uh, we got your results back for that colonoscopy you came in and did for us. Um, it turns out you're actually full of <laughs> from head to toe. Um, never quite seen some results like this, but definitely want to get you in here and get you looked at ASAP. 
Uh, but do me a favor, Mr. TJ. If you could, just come around to the back door next time, and I'll <laughs> let you in. It turns out our receptionist up there, she's not too big of a fan of Logano's. And uh, she started throwing things and such and got all fired up about it. And then I told her that she was a, now the spotter for Keslowski, and she actually even got more fired up and started throwing things some more. So just go ahead and come on around back, and I'll let you in. That way we don't have any kind of problems, okay? Uh, you have a great day now, and we'll be hearing from you soon, okay? Thank you, sir. <laughs> you like the back door, don't you? It's the front door. There's no, there's no wait in the back. And next yeah, call. There's no wait in the back. I got a doctor lets me in the back door all the time. I'm serious. It's in Virginia. What's your there doctor's are, name? There are a lot of hidden... My doctor's name here is Beaver, but my doctor up there is... is that is not a it's, joke. It's no. Brett goes to Dr. Clint, Beaver. Dr. Clint Beaver. Y'all good? Oh, my God. There are a lot of hidden comments in this show. <laughs> <laughs> if we could only share them all. A lot of Easter eggs. Oh. Here's a new series for Dale Jr. Download. Lost Testosterone. If you have to apologize for Kyle saying the word, then you really need to check your man card. Damn, going after Dale. That won't work out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm just wondering which one of you guys is going to nominate Freddie for what an idiot for sending Bubba three wide <laughs> under two championship contenders at Darlington. One wide. Single file is hard enough, let alone double or triple. Smart move. What an idiot. TJ, you suck. <laughs> Street continues. Oh, boy. Yep. You did that, Freddie? Yeah. Yeah, I said, I said, what What you need to do is get down there and see if we can run Chase Elliott straight in the fence. But put Bell in the middle and see if we can get both of them. He listens well. Yeah. He, did, he did a good job. I wish Jeb listened to you that good. Jesus. <laughs> Well, as bad as I hate to see Denny Hamlin win anything, I'm glad he did it with Offer Pat on the car. That's good for the podcast. That's good for the boys. That's good for the sport. New sponsor in the sport gets a win. Everybody's happy. Hopefully they come back. Great finish. Oh, Larson, he just drove her on in there, said hell with it. Send it. I mean, uh, heck of a way to kick off the playoffs. Drive her on I, in there. I forgot. You know, something I forgot about. Uh, Kyle Rush promised me alcohol. Did you see? Like, I don't see any alcohol. He there. said he was. I will tell you. What, I tell you what. Na- how powerful NASCAR is. Uh, NASCAR. 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 NASCAR <laughs> is. They uh, offer pad went on stock market Friday, and they oh, debuted. Nice. And 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 last I saw, they were around eight dollars a share on Friday. Won the race. They were up three bucks a share on Monday. Good. It's crazy. How went on works. Sunday. Sell on Monday, baby. When offer pad wins, we all win. I should have yes. bought. Yes. Day trader, mm-hmm. you killed us there. I would have. What's up, boys? Y'all think the Darlington Stripe was for the cars? Y'all should check the grandstands after the race. These drunk motherfuckers are falling down left and right. I got a dude in reverse with a cane going backwards down these stairs. Good God. I mean, hey, TJ, what a call. P7 for old bratty light. How about you? FF. Y'all know what that is. Brett, you're cool as man. Holla. Dude called him Braddy Light. Braddy Light. <laughs> Braddy Light. I have never heard that. I like it. Have you? you? I like that. Have you ever heard it? Uh-uh, no. I've never heard you that. Heard... I, I saw a lot of DBC fans this week. And we a lot see of them, them every were drunk. week, man. A lot yeah. of, I saw some post-race that were not sober. Sober. 
I you think can't I met expect a, people in South Carolina to be sober at ten o'clock at night. I met <laughs> on a, a Sunday. I met a South Carolina. I meant to tell you this. I met a South Carolina Gamecocks fan. I went and uh, my wife went away for the weekend. And where'd she go? Uh, mountains, a couple of girlfriends or something. Nice. Yeah, and I, I had the kids right. So cats away, mice will play. So we go to buy some. I go to buy him a fish tank. I'm like heck with it. Why not? So <laughs> I'm in there, and this this guy helps me, and he know, dude knows everything about fish. I mean everything. And I'm checking out. I buy this. I I went to get a fish tank about the size of you know this football helmet or a little bit bigger, yeah. just for a beta fish. Well, I end up with this big ass tank and rocks in it and all warmers heaters all sorts of stuff and uh at the end this guy's like hey they want to say anything earlier but tell brad i said go cox and love the show <laughs> okay Heck so yeah. where's, where's this guy at petco Petco. Yeah. What'd you get? A cyclic tank? What kind of tank? What you the get? heck? Is, I, I got a, a, a rectangle tank. <laughs> I know, but what I kind of fish did know. you put in it? Oh, a betta fish. You got a big tank for a betta fish? Yeah. Jeez. That's how exactly many people, what I meant. How many people does it take to carry your with fish a, tank? With a heater. I, so I, I screwed up, and I, want, I put it in my spare bedroom downstairs, and I filled the thing up about three-quarters away by the sink and got the water cleaned up and everything in it, rinsed all the rocks, everything off really good. And I went to move this damn thing, and I was like, oh, it's a bad idea. Bottoms will I, fall out of it. I thought that, and I thought I was going to squeeze it too hard. And so sp- I tell you what not to do with a beta fish. Don't buy a, Two males? a newt, and don't buy a frog, and What's put it newt? in there with it. Because what happened to me in college is I had this beta fish, <laughs> and I did that, and the dang newt and the frog chewed all the fins off fish. And so I got is? up the next morning, and the poor fish is just laying in the bottom of the <gasps> tank breathing. Can't even move. Had to take it out back and shoot it. <laughs> Shoot it. Oh man! I, Brett, only, what is wrong with you? Only, I didn't have any fin. I can't it regenerate can't its anything. fins, yeah, Casey. Can't. It got. I mean, it, yeah. You're not allowed to have animals. The only I'm thing sorry. I can I tell animals. you, he's got a huge fish tank. The only thing I can tell you about moving a fish tank is if you ever hear that Brett's moving his, do not take any phone calls from him <laughs> that week. If you hear Stevie, if Stevie Reeves or Brett call you and say, "Hey, you help me move the fish tank," absolutely not. Just don't answer the phone. No. Stevie's got a shark. We chopped the spoiler off, we give them their horsepower back, throw in some tire wear in there. We just witnessed a badass race. We had drama, we had wrecks, we had hard-nosed racing. We had it all. But no, this isn't what NASCAR wants. We want to go to Daytona and Talladega every week. I, 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 don't, I don't get it. NASCAR has their head so far up their ass. This is what us NASCAR fans want and what new fans would love. Denny Hamlin, Kyle Larson, great job putting on a great show tonight. We need to be doing this every week. Here's how smart Mike Davis is. He's calling me in the middle of our show. Hey, Mike. Oh. <laughs> hey, you're on speakerphone, too, just so you hey, know. Hey, we can all hear you now. Hey, Mike, we I, have I, a conference call. I need call. to do this. Here's what I needed to tell all y'all. Is, is everybody, is everybody yes. listening? Yes. Yeah. Don't suck this week, all right? <laughs> Goodbye. That was a live reaction theater. Yeah. <laughs> I bet he called from his boat, too. Uh, yeah, <laughs> probably. If he's on the boat today, he's probably sunk because it was pretty bad earlier in the storm. Well, I don't know what I've been told, but Rick Ware Racing's getting old. They got four cars in each race, but they're the last four on pace. I wish you'd sell your charters to another team. Stop chasing this NASCAR dream. So I have an announcement to make. Uh-oh. What's your announcement? I bought a Rick Ware racing charter. I'm, I'm 
I hung out with James Davison Monday, and that might be my new favorite race car driver. Really? Good this, dude? This is a good dude, Dude, man. Australians it, are hilarious. I mean, I... This, was he on the I, lake when I was out there? Uh, yeah, he was there. I see. Uh, he, was on, he was on the boat next to Doug's. Okay. But, uh, I mean, we went out and had a couple drinks, and it was... I was crying laughing. It just... Like and it's just Dude, their, I mean, I can't their even terminology and the way oh. they word things. So so here's the reality then. James Davidson was out there. Garrett Smithley was out there. No, Garrett wasn't out there. Oh, Garrett was there when I was there. He wasn't racing. Were you watching the same race? Oh, he wasn't in the race. Well, no. it, regardless, it's a damn wonder that we didn't crash them boats with them two idiots. <laughs> oh, out oh there you're talking about on the boat? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. My God. yeah. He wasn't in the race on Sunday though. Uh, <laughs> we had Garrett and James out there. I don't know how the boats didn't crash. Leave them. <laughs> oh, on that note, to, to leave an audio message 24-7. Kind of like a charter. I mean, we prepared, they chartered we prepared Casey, the cars. Casey, the first thing Garrett said was, that wreck was not my fault <laughs> to me. <laughs> he and wasn't I even love, on the racetrack. And I love Garrett. Anyway. <laughs> oh, to leave an audio message 24-7, go to anchor.fm slash clear and click the message icon. Jason will continue to pick the best ones to play on the show each week. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, listen up, Door Bumper Clear fans. It's Dylan Hart Jr. and Mike Davis. What's up? Now, each week we let the Door Bumper Clear guys advertise their podcast on our show, Mike. Yeah. The Dale Jr. Download. Well, this week, they are recording on a Wednesday, all right? Mm -hmm. Really? They didn't record early? No, you know, they got their vacations. So guess what, Mike? This lets us talk on their show. We're going to advertise the Dale Jr. Download right here on the Door Bumper Clear. I mean, it's only fair. All right, so we've got a great guest this week, Jay Gerst. Jay Gerst was my PR guy during the Bud Days, Mike. He actually hired you. That's right. So he's got some stories. He actually wrote a book called Driver Number 8. I thought the book was great. So did a lot of people. It was a New York Times bestseller. Well, there you go. So Jay's going to be in the studio this week. Uh, so, yeah, check us out. The Dell Jr. Download. We, we're, we're happy to give you a little break from TJ's whining. Now back <laughs> to Door Bumper Clear. <laughs> Offer pad question of the week. Now that football season has arrived, what's your dream at home football watching setup? Brett. I love offer pad. They are buying and selling homes like crazy right now. I was talking to my buddy Spinner. He works actually locally here in Charlotte for offer pad. Man, they're doing some great things. Um, and they're renting a bunch of houses. I wish I could reno my RPG room mm. and add. Three more TVs in there because I think four TVs would be my home run. Me and me and Freddie, a bunch of our buddies, we'd love to go to Buffalo Wild Wings to watch football solely because they have literally every single game on and the most TVs of anywhere that you can go. I would love to have more than one TV. I don't have a room with more than one TV in it. Yeah, I mean, my football Sundays are usually at my house with – the what do you, what's that red zone channel red zone. On, going nuts which is like doing drugs 
<laughs> you can't okay. turn it off. It's, it's, yeah, it, it is. You, it's, you can't stop watching it. It's all the exciting plays that are about to happen or just happened. It's uh, when teams are getting ready to score, obviously. Yeah. It's a solid, great idea. Um, but, yeah, I, I mean, I, I guess just add more TV so you can watch all the games versus just bits and pieces of the exciting games. But, yeah, I don't know. I, I would say mounting two TVs next to each other, two 60-inch TVs next to each other or something would be pretty 16 good. 16 inches, you think? 60. Oh, probably so, at least. 16 is not going to make it Isn't out. it crazy? Like, I remember, you know, even 12, 14 years ago, like, when these guys got these 42-inch TVs in their motorhomes. Oh, yeah, I was like, whoa. It was like, whoa, look yeah. how big that TV is, man. And now, like, a 50-inch television in your house it ain't big enough. Yeah. No, got to tear it down to put a 70 up. Yeah, now it's like. Well, you want to get something smaller than a seventy? Like, what are you doing here? Yeah. Is this is for your daughter's room. I mean, Size matters. <laughs> I keep, I keep telling Meg I'm gonna get another one. I usually put uh, Sunday ticket on my iPad, or not Sunday ticket, um, Red, Red Zone. Zone on my iPad, and then the Bills game on the TV. So, well, after OfferPad one, I just have to say I've been really pressing Chad hard to sell our house. So I, so. I got a maybe. So. More, more to come We're here. getting there. Yeah. Go get a cash offer on your home today with our presenting sponsor, OfferPad.com. Time for Xfinity x More Than Fast Moment. It's that time again where we discuss our favorite Xfinity x More Than Fast Moments. Whether you're on or off the track, speed isn't the only thing you need. DJ, what was your favorite More Than Fast Moment this week? Uh, my more than fast moment is going to be Noah Gregson finally breaking through for that win. And he's had, you know, a little bit of bad luck here the last couple months and rebounds at one of, tra- one of the s- toughest places we go. So maybe uh, he's riding some momentum right now. Correct. My more than fast moment has got to be uh, how fast Kyle Larson was able to go while literally destroying his race car up against the wall. Um, and literally giving it everything he had to try to win that race. It was uh, just, man, just a crazy finish for the Southern 500. I, I, my phone was blowing up, just people talking about how crazy it was. And I think that's because Kyle Larson was more than fast. Yeah, my more than fast moment, Ross Chastain's pit crew, man. What a job they did getting him out first, uh, held on, top three finish. He might have been the one of the best cars that he could run different lanes than them guys. So, you know, it would have been interesting to see him get up there and maybe have a shot at him. But... Uh, yeah, my more than fast moment goes to his pit crew because that, that pit stop kept him in contention. Here on Door Bumper Clear, being more than fast is a way of life. Thankfully, there's plenty of weekly action for our Xfinity X5 more than fast moments. Guess what else is more than fast? Xfinity X5. With the speed for all your devices, you also get the reliability and security to keep your crew connected and protected. With Xfinity x you can do more of what you love with faster internet and a powerful and secure connection. Follow at Xfinity Racing on Twitter for even more Xfinity x more than fast moments. And don't forget to go and vote for your favorites. Thank you to Xfinity, proud premier partner of NASCAR. Think you've heard all the stories from racing's past? Think again. Dirty Mo Media's newest podcast, glorious, white-knuckled, God-fearing, spun-out, and half-turned-over racing stories, immortalizes the greatest people and moments in motorsports. This podcast is a nostalgic throwback experience in a modern-day vehicle that celebrates racing's glory years. Join me, Rick Houston, each week as I uncover stories that you'll need to hear to believe. 
You can find glorious racing stories on DirtyMoMedia.com and all major podcast platforms. What a idiot! Time for What an Idiot, where we already know Freddie is a top nominee. Brett. My What an Idiot goes back seven years to my buddy, the fence climber. I tweeted about it. I got to give him a shout out. I later met his daughter at a Hampton Inn on check-in. <laughs> got my picture made with her. He did. Um, the guy yeah, the guy that climbed the fence at Richmond and set up there Indian style, and we eventually had to bring out the caution because of this guy. What an idiot. <laughs> my What an Idiot is – and. I, these people must not listen to the show. I don't know how that's possible with the millions of listeners we have. But this happens once a month, usually. My one idiot goes to Timmy Hill or whoever decided mm. that Timmy Hill should stay out in that Xfinity race. Mm. And, you know, just I don't get it. It's like something I always understand. Breaks. I understand that you have no tires left. Okay, I get that. But what you're going to wreck your car. I mean, this is are you are you willing? You're not. You're going to be in the same spot in a lap, no matter where you start. Last or last of the lead lap cars, you might be able to hold a couple guys towards the back off, but it's not like you're going to stay up in the top ten at Darlington with ten to go or whatever it was. So all you're doing at this point is risking your equipment, tearing up your equipment. I don't get it. I I think he broke a transmission on the start, but he lucky he didn't get run over at that point. Um, but. Still, these guys, we saw it before with the, the Mike Harmon cars. Now the 66 does it. Even I saw Landon Castle was tweeting as he stayed out late on that green-white checker or whatever it was, or you know, a couple to go there and started up front. And he's like, the only thing I can tell you guys for tomorrow's race is put tires on. You know, So uh, you know, I just don't understand the, the decision-making there to stay out and, and risk getting your car wrecked. It's stupid. Daniel Hemrick was out of tires. He didn't have a choice. But the rest of those guys, you're already off the pace and – Man, it's just stupid. TJ. My what an idiot's gonna go to um Freddie uh Freddie's guy until he runs and finishes a race decent. This is gonna be a standing uh my staying my staying the same idiot. until um it changes. Nominate your wooden idiot he, next week on Reaction Theater. <laughs> he just texted me looking for Bubba's phone number. I hope he's not calling him for advice. Uh. I mean, Jesus. <laughs> DBC fans, if you haven't already, you need to go watch the all-new season of Lost Speedways on one of my favorite new channels, Peacock. Dale and Matthew do another masterful job at telling the stories of racing's past cathedrals in Season 2. Tracks including the Daytona Beach Course, Texas World Speedway, Myrtle Beach Speedway, and much more are featured this season, and each has a great story to share. Did you say Myrtle Beach? Go binge watch Lost Speedways and tell your friends to do the same. Season 2 is streaming right now on Peacock. DVC picks. Brett, you won at Darlington with Denny Hamlin and Offer Pad. TJ said I get five bonus points, I think. <laughs> I think we You're should need them. Yeah. The score, <laughs> is, the score is now 13 to 9 to 6, still with Freddie leading. Brett in second. And Not going to lie. If my, guy doesn't, if my guy that I picked right there doesn't have Speed. a speeding penalty, he wins that race. We are but picking. But the jinx continues. <laughs> <laughs> we are picking for Richmond. Freddie, you're at first. I like TJ's guy. I'll take Martin Truex Jr. TJ? Hmm. Well, since I already picked him, I can't use him. I'm going to go with a guy that's riding a little momentum. And he is uh, really good there. This is going to be a long shot, man, but I'm going to go with 
Kevin Harvick. I'm Brett. swinging for the fence. That is here. a long shot. That is a long shot. <laughs> um, typically, I would agree with you there. Kevin Harvick's know, really good there. Mark Truex struggled to win a short track race. Struggled, could not win one. Now you can't. Now, now he can't you, lose. Now you can't lose one. So obviously, Freddie is going for the gusto. I'm going with a guy who's got a rebound. A guy who's got a <laughs> attitude. A guy who just got fined fifty thousand dollars. A guy who pouts. A guy who goes on rants. A guy who parties with Nelly. Flies on his private plane to a white party. I'm going to pick the M and M's guy, Kyle Busch. Well, heading to Richmond, double header between the Xfinity Series and Cup Series on Saturday should be a good one. T. Jerry spine for Dale. Uh yeah. Oh, yes. Dale Junior's coming back. Yes. Yeah, that's awesome. So you got yeah. double duty Saturday. Did you even have to ask for permission this time, or just tell me to go f- off and I'll fuck? <laughs> <laughs> last time, last time we uh, went through this, we got the uh, anytime you need thing. Oh, so, so you're good. Now. Yeah, it was covered. But I wasn't gonna really worry about it either are, way. Are you gonna bring up the what are they the gonna boat do? Issue? Fire you? What are they gonna? Yeah. <laughs> What'd you say? Are you gonna bring up the boat issue while you're? Uh, that's a good idea. Yeah, hey, be like, I'm not saying a word to you. Yeah, all right, we're we're, uh, we're going green next time. By yeah. by the way, uh, I'm gonna need this and this. <laughs> or I'm turning my radio off here in about ten seconds. You know, El- Elliot came back and I did his last race, whatever. And there was a wreck coming out of four, and it was like Mike Harmon. And I'm not even lying. And there was smoke everywhere, and I was like, it's just, I ain't gonna say nothing. Just see what. Are you gonna spot? <laughs> I was like, well, I got him to yell at me one more time. Clear high, man. Tracks fine. Go. We high. all we had this race won a couple years ago, and then we got that late caution. Yes. We were gonna win the race. That's also the race that I spotted the wrong car as well. This this might have been four years. I don't know how many years ago it, it was. Yeah. Because I was, I was normally spotting for all guy. I had to be seventeen maybe. And I yeah I was so I normally spotted for all guy. And this, we were in front of him about 15 car lengths. And I looked back, and I just noticed a seven on the inside of somebody out of four. And I just started calling outside out. And then I looked at the start finish line. Del Jr. is swerving left, and there's no one even near him. Like, <laughs> Is it the mayonnaise car again this weekend? It's a good question. It's a 911 tribute car. Oh, awesome. I was hoping just to be surprised like normal, you know, mm-hmm. when I get to the track, what car I'm going to try to spot <laughs> that weekend. So, Well, good luck to you, man. I mean, do you think this is Del Jr.'s last outing? No, no, I don't think no. so. He's enjoying this stuff. I think yeah. he enjoys the one a year. He goes and um, I just love that it helps him stay relevant in the booth because, as you know, driving and as I well. know, man, I and I hate to call all these guys out right now, but look, when the next gen car gets here and we debut this thing in February, all of our talent that's on air talking about this thing, it's going to be all hearsay. None of them are, are going to have driven it. None of them are going to have tested it. None, none of them are going to have raced it. So I love to see a guy. Like Dale Jr. stay relevant. And let's face it, he's still the most popular guy in our sport. Nothing against Chase Elliott, nothing, nothing against his fans. Yeah, he's, and it just so happens Dale Jr. is still pretty influential. He carries some weight. He carries some weight around here, just in case you bit. guys didn't know. Just a little bit. Uh, if you're in Richmond Friday night, go watch Modified Race. It, it'll yes. be a hell of a show. They actually going to be there? Uh, nope, I'm not going. <laughs> but uh, I will watch it on TV. Uh, our buddy Doug Kobe, hopefully he can do well. Um, Who's going to spot for Austin? Beers. Uh, I don't know. He he had said something to me about going, but I, I told me he couldn't afford it. Um, <laughs> I'd, yeah. do, I'd do it for cheap if I was going Austin. Yeah. Well, probably, if like I was going to be there, I would have done so it. So there's no not, truck race this weekend. No, truck no. Race. There's just, next week at Bristol. Saturday. Also, everything's Saturday. Okay. Um, speaking of modifieds, Bobby Labonte is on a modified oh, tear lately. Fire. Yeah, he's uh, won two in a row, I think. With cookout on the car. Cookout, yeah. 
That's what happens when he doesn't get planted by yeah, that dude. Savali doesn't wipe <laughs> him out. Uh, but, yeah, so that was cool to see. Um, I don't know. Short track racing. Chad win anything this we week? We should get Bobby on here sometime. Uh, not this week, but th- or last week, but this upcoming weekend, he sits. Should be a good race. Oh, yeah, that'll be exciting. Well, I'm excited about Richmond. And somewhere power eye, wherever he's going. This is, a, this is a big weekend for these guys on that bubble, and there's eight guys vying for – Four spots. I mean, to me, anybody kind of after tenth and points is, woo, they in trouble. Should be fun. One more hiccup, and them guys are out. Well, thank you all so much for listening. Be sure to leave a comment. Tell us how much you like us on the show. Have a great week. We out, holla. Word. See ya. Dirty Mo Media on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Dirty Mo. Dirty Mo.